Welcome to Sharing the Middle, where recovering perfectionists, overachievers, and anyone in the middle of a struggle come together to learn to embrace the messy middles of life. I'm Lacey, your friend in the middle and guide, whose claim to fame this week is taking a shower by yourself. Y'all know I use my shower chair, and I got a shower done, so hey, we're making it, friends. (laughs) Today I'm talking to Kara Durazio. Kara is a certified personal trainer and group fitness instructor. She's going to go through all of the awesome things that she does in the episode. She and I have a really good conversation that I wanted to have this week after our Laura Sinclair episode last week because it's a really interesting way that both of these amazing women faced a similar challenge and took it in directions for their own personal strengths and excitement and it's just really cool. I really like them back to back. Kara is so warm and entertaining. I will be honest, the audio quality on this one's not super great because I screwed up. I was trying new things. I'm always going to be honest with y'all. But I just really loved Kara's energy in this, so I really wanted to capture this. So I appreciate your generous ears and the not best audio quality. Love how Kara turned a situation that could have been really devastating into something awesome. Let's jump right in. Welcome, Kara. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here and joining me. Why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for letting me come on to this today. I have been super excited to do this. I own CGM Fitness Incorporated. Before COVID, I was working in gyms. I was on the verge, pretty much at the verge of burnout. I was teaching 15 exercise group classes a week. I was also traveling to clients' homes and it got to be a lot. When COVID started, I started my own fitness platform. I have classes online five days a week. They're live and they're on Zoom. We're using now. Mm -hmm. People can't make the live. They come on and they do on demand and they can access those on the platform whenever they want. I have multiple memberships. And then of course, I still see my clients one-on-one as well. But now there's the option if they don't want to pay as much and have me drive to their home, we could do it virtually. And then If in the area, I ended up converting, my husband and I converted our two-car garage to a fitness studio. And now people come to the studio one-on-one if they want. And I teach my group classes from there instead of the living room where I was doing it during COVID. That's a lot of different things. I'm sure we'll talk more about it. Yes, we'll get into more. I like to ask people when you first heard of the middle or the concept of the middle, I find people tend to have like a, this is what this means to me, visceral reaction. So What is that for you? Yeah, for me, it's like you're on the verge of something new, something evolving. You could feel it ready to come. You can Mm -hmm. feel it in your soul. You could feel it in your gut. And it's like the shedding of the old, making way for the new. But you could feel that something new about to come into your life in a positive way. So it's it's almost an exciting thing, it yes. sounds like for you. I love it. Because yeah. when I think of the middle, it's usually monotonous and drudgery. So I love oh. your perspective of it being like anticipatory and, and I exciting. feel more of an anticipation, like I'm getting rid of the old and coming into the new. That's how I thought of the middle. That is very interesting. Ooh. 
Oh, I like that perspective, though. It's a it's a much more positive, optimistic <laughs> perspective than, than my usual like, oh, feeling towards it. So generally, it sounds like you have a good relationship with what you would think of as the middle. Yes. You know, but there is wanting to get rid of of that old as well. Oh, yeah. The discontent of being still there. Yeah. Uh, and waiting okay. for that new to emerge. But you're able to kind of see the excitement and it yes. overshadows the, the frustration. Light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also a really good way for me to look at it too, of instead of looking at the frustration, because I think that's what I do. I tend to really focus on that frustration, but instead look at the anticipation. No, that's too many syllables. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Anticipation of it. Absolutely. Well, I really like that perspective. Tell us about your middle moment you were you were thinking about talking through today. So my middle moment was definitely at the start of COVID. I already, like I said, I was at that burnout state already. And I knew I had to do, I couldn't keep going on this runaway train. It was just a never ending. Like I felt like there was nothing I could see coming out a positive of burning myself out the way that I was working, but I just couldn't come up with how could I do this better? How can I do this better? At that point that I said, okay, well, gyms are closed now. So if I'm going to do it, it's going to be now that I got to like get this new idea rolling. I thought of, you know, what about having people come on? First, we did it through Facebook. Like it was like a Facebook mm-hmm. class. I couldn't see them. So someone said, oh, mm-hmm. what about Zoom? So I said, that's a great idea. You can have multiple people on. You could interact with all of them. So right at the beginning of COVID, I started teaching the classes in my living room, but I knew I didn't want to do 15 a week. I said, you know what? If they can't come to the live one, I'm going to do one a day or I think I did six a week. Now I'm down to five. Um, But I said, I'll do one a day. And then if they can't make it, you could record Zoom stuff. So that's how that came about. And I said, there were people asking me, hey, can you do it? I see you have a 9 a.m. Can you do a 6 a.m.? And I was like, "Mm, I got to stop doing that to myself. That's what I'm trying to leave behind (laughs) and get rid of. So I really stuck with what was good for me at that point. Of course, I want to help as many people as I can, but that's why you can with the recordings. You know, it, people can do it on their own. And that's how that kind of evolved. And of course, they need more attention one-on-ones. Let's start with the before. You said 12 classes a week. Even so more, that was like 15 or 16. More. Yeah, it was like 15 so Multiple 16. classes a day. Tell me a little bit more about what your classes look like. I'm curious. They are all different formats. I teach my own format that I trademarked during COVID called Let's Work. It stands for Length and Elongate Tone Stretch. It's kind of like a Pilates bar hybrid. I also Mm -hmm. teach bar. I do strength. I have a button gut class and a band, one of those long two bands. We use that, but I change the routine every single day so it doesn't get boring and monotonous with the moves. That's a lot on your body, like physically. That's so much on your body. Well, Um, when I was doing the 15, I did not do the whole class. That was just impossible. I would do a lot of coaching and walking around. Now that I only do five, and since it's online, I do the whole class. Because I feel like if they're not watching me do it, can get a little bit stagnant, but only doing yeah. five, you know, that's mainly how I get my workout now too. So I can do the whole thing. But before that, no, I would coach a lot more than do. What I think is really interesting about this middle moment for you 
it's actually kind of similar to how you were talking about with the middle. I find a lot of people did in person and then hated the transition to online. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you really thrived. I in that thrived transition. on it. I love so it. And I, I want to know more were, about that. Yeah, there were a handful of us who actually thrived on it. And it's funny because I was talking to instructors from the previous gym and a few were like, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. And I think they kind of do a hybrid thing now as well. Most Mm -hmm. did. I want to say three quarters or seven eighths went back to the gym. I personally loved it. I think because I just overdid it so long at the gyms. I mean, I had been doing the gym life. Let's see, I got certified in 2005 as a personal trainer, 2006 for group. So by then I was doing this for like 14 years in the gym world and I had just had it. I don't know if those people that went back were really at that point that they had it. I started this very, very young. For me, it was like a blessing to be able to stay home and not have to commute and drive myself nuts and also just be bust around. I was working for a very um, elite gym. I don't know how to, you know, I don't want to say the name, um, but I was working for a very elite gym and I just felt a lot of pressure from, from management there. You know, it was always like, if you don't sub, and you don't pick up extra. And then I felt, you know, they would take a class away from me. I always felt that pressure that I had to keep do, 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 you know, and then not having that anymore. I was like, oh my God, I can do this on my own. I can. Mm -hmm. COVID and this transition gave you the boundaries that you were desiring. And then instead of, and again, you, you embraced it. You really figured out how to make it for you. One of my other kind of big questions is how do you connect? Because I feel like a big part of a group fitness class, for me at least, is that element of connection. So how do you get that connection remotely? Like, I'm sure you don't have to get too much into your secret sauce, but that that is is hard to do. Yeah. Well, the one-on-ones, it is a little easier because we're conversing as we're going. Mm -hmm. With the group class, though, they feel connected because I like to tell them stories as we're working out because I also feel like that kind of takes their mind. And it depends on the person. Some people Mm -hmm. don't want me to chat because they feel like, you know, it, it takes my mind away from the workout. But then my class isn't right for them because I just feel... Most of the people who take my classes enjoy that conversational style, especially when you're getting to those last few reps and you're like, oh, my God, I this is just so hard. It's nice to hear a story about what the cat's doing in the middle of the workout, what I ate for dinner last night or where I went to a good restaurant. And I feel like they do know me because of that. Mm -hmm. And also just sometimes having a lunch with someone from class if they request it. I'll go and get lunch with them if they're close by, if they're not close by. And, you know, because this is virtual, people are around the world, yeah. but we'll connect through text message. Um, I've had phone chats with people, but just that conversational style is my method of teaching. So the connection is not just in the 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 moment, but it's about relationship and, and yes. building and whatnot. Yes, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also am curious about this transition from working for someone else to working for yourself. 
because that's a huge transition and one that I'm still trying to figure out what the heck it really looks like like because I kind of like took the last week or so off and I'm like am I in trouble you know what I mean so I'm just I know right for you (laughs) luckily I've always been a very strict person with I think you have to kind of have an element of being strict with yourself and setting Mm -hmm. up a schedule in advance otherwise it could be it could become too lax if you're working for yourself and I could see that being a challenge but I do write my schedule out like the night before today I had clients before this and I had you and I do write out a schedule with times on there of course sometimes things get shifted but if I can hold myself more accountable to get to my goals because you don't have someone bossing you around which at first I was like oh Like I'm used to feeling this pressure from someone else. Now I give myself a little bit of pressure, but not near the amount that I felt. And it's on my own terms, which is what Uh is great. If I have to take a day off, I'll tell my participants in advance and I'll go on vacation and they can use recordings for the week, you know, so it's, it works out. Today's episode of Sharing the Middle is brought to you by Support from the Middle, my workbook that I created and is now on Amazon for you to be able to purchase. It is a workbook, meaning you do the work. I just provide the journey and you will go through and do some self-reflection. It has special chapters for self-care, recovering perfectionists, overachievers, and those in the middle of a struggle. So anyone who benefits from this podcast, you can find it in the show notes. It is available in print, digital, and audiobook format. What? Yes, an audiobook workbook. I mean, that right there is just worth the purchase, I think. I really do hope that you take a look at support from the middle. I'm really proud of it. And I treat it just like a friend who's trying to give you and guide you through this journey. So I hope you join me on that journey. I am curious too, and this is getting off topic a little bit, but I think right now, and this is very much me and something that I think about a lot is sometimes the fitness space is a scary place, right? Yeah. I think easy to not feel accepted in that space. Do you, how do you tackle that or, or tackle things like people not wanting to show up because they may feel like they feel judged, those kinds of different things. Cause I think the online space can be a way to overcome that in some ways. Yes. I feel like for people don't feel as judged online because honestly, if they do, they can blank out their camera. Now I prefer people to show themselves because I don't like to Mm -hmm. teach to a million blank squares, but people usually feel comfortable enough to show themselves in the camera because no one's looking at them. Like when you're in a room in a physical place, people are looking at you, you know, at the gym, I would see it, people looking at another person, how they're working out, but online, they're not, they're looking, you can't really see all the small side squares on the side of the screen. Mm -hmm. That's what they have me blown up. So they're not Mm -hmm. looking at anybody else. So that's a, a great way online for people who may be feeling too intimidated to get to the gym to do this instead. It's just so easy to go into to really a toxic place with working out and food, and it can become such a scary, loaded thing. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things in my world that I'm really starting to realize is just lower the bar for entry. <laughs> like yes, whatever that's a- can be done to lower the bar of entry. So the, when you talk about this, I'm like, 
that's a way to do that. Just lower the bar yep. to just enter. Just enter. Yeah. And as far as the diet space is concerned, I'm not a fan of these fad diets that come out. Like, honestly, I don't like keto. I don't think any of these are good for long for long term. I am more of an, and it doesn't work for everybody, but I am more of an intuitive eater. I don't go based on, I think sometimes it's nice to have a calorie plan for the beginning, but now that I know where my body is supposed to be calorie wise, I kind of eat what I feel. Like if I, just before we started this podcast, I had some guacamole with tortilla chips. Like there's a balance and I do have some junk food. I like my mm. Swedish fish. I, I like my dark oh, I love chocolate. Fish. I know they're so good, but I do. I, I actually crave healthy because my body's used to that. I'm not mm-hmm. going to beat myself up if at night I want to have some dessert. I go out on the weekend with my husband. We go to dinner. Uh, I'm not big into the huge diet craze. So I'm working towards intuitive eating for me, mm-hmm. learning that so much of this diet culture has really separated me from my body and what it needs. And I think that's why when people talk about intuitive eating, they're like, what what are you talking about? I just want to eat junk. Once you start to really like listen in and, and start to align with your body, you do start to get some of those things in. And I know for me, I want fish. And I'm like, okay, this is telling me well, that that's good. Omega-3s. <laughs> three, like, I think right. it's just so hard to trust yourself. And because yeah. it's messy and it's very middle in a lot of ways, right? Because there's not a right or wrong answer. There's not a too much, too little. It's trying to find that center yourself. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. But yes, a lot of times when we crave something, it's what we're lacking. Now, unfortunately, mm. there are going to be people in the beginning, if you're so mm. used to having junk food all the time, people will say, oh, but I tried intuitive eating and all I want is the junk. Well, that's because your body's so used to that. You have to try to transition to some healthy stuff in there, like combine it, right? It's, it's, you can't go cold turkey from no junk, you know, all junk to no junk, but you got to start to combine small things in there. So your body will start to crave the healthier stuff. It will if you feed it that. Sometimes what I actually want is not the easiest and sometimes frustrating. I got an air fryer and that. Oh, those are good. My really like I if I could have air fried cauliflower Brussels sprout like I do. I make myself them every day and I love it so much. That's great. And I just I don't want to have carrots and hummus. I just don't. That does not do anything for me. (laughs) Yeah. And so sometimes I think, again, it's stop listening to everybody else. And once you start listening within, it really Mm -hmm. does a big deal. It's funny. I'll want the hummus, but I agree. The carrots are a little bit boring. So I'll have to do like carrots with hummus with like a chip with it. Like I I have to have more of a little bit of a crunch or like some kind of Trader Joe's healthier chip in there. I can't just do carrots and hummus. I agree with that. It's a little bit boring for me, but the air fryer is a game changer. (laughs) It has been. Oh, I could go. I I recently have tried doing uh, cabbage steaks. So like you cut a cabbage, just have a layer of it and it, ends up like caramelizing and being delicious. Sounds good. Didn't mean for this to turn into a food <laughs> podcast, but there we are. <laughs> Would you say that middle is over or are you still figuring it out? Well, uh, if yes. there wasn't any, what does that look like? Continuously evolving thing. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think there's ever 
I think there'll always be a new middle, you know, because now it's like, what's right now I'm happy, but as time goes mm-hmm. on, you want, you may want something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's one of those things that continues to evolve. Thank you for sharing your moment with us. What I'd love a good takeaway or piece of yeah. advice. So whether that's a piece of advice for you in your moment or, or just a piece of advice that you've lived your life by, what, what would you like to share? Um, Mine is listen to your gut. Like if something is off, it's probably off. I try not to listen to my heart too much because I feel like that's just too emotional and my head is too judgmental. So my gut is what I go by and I followed it all along. If something doesn't feel right, especially as females, we have that gut intuition. Listen Mm -hmm. to it. Believe in yourself. Believe in your gut. And it'll be okay. Thank you. I like to, I think a lot of times when people talk about their gut, I don't think of it as separate from the heart in the head. Oh, you don't? I, I do. No. But now that you said that, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It's so. like that sinking <laughs> when something's ready to go wrong. The sinking feeling is in my gut. It's not in my heart mm-hmm. or head. See, yeah. I just need to learn to, to listen to my body better. That's what I'm learning. Where can people find you and uh, maybe take your classes? What does that look like? Tell us more. Yeah, they can find me on my website, cgmfit.com. They can take a free group class. You'll see it right on the website or a recording if you can't make the mm-hmm. live times. But they can drop a live class or a recording in their cart and at the end, they can add the code welcome CGM and it's written all on the website too. And they'll get the awesome. first recording or class for free. I also have an Instagram and I'm sure we can put that. Do you usually link that stuff on your podcast? Oh, yeah. All kinds okay. of stuff so will we'll be link in the that too. podcast notes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. It was great. As usual, thank you for sharing The Middle with me today. Remember to check out my writings at themiddle.com. That's the M-D-D-L.com. While you're there, you can sign up for the weekly newsletter to get a little bit more middle in your inbox each week. I am a one-woman show, so any bit of support means the world to me. I want The Middle to be as accessible as possible, so I have several ways for you to support. You can shop The Middle with some merch or my books. The Lacey Loves affiliate links and recommended products, Patreon for additional community and content, and I also just have a tip jar if you'd like to leave a tip. If you like today's show, also make sure to subscribe at your favorite podcatcher, share with a friend, and maybe even leave a five-star review. Thanks so much to Lemon Music Studio for our theme music. It is literally called Sunshine, and that is certainly how it feels to me. Can't wait to see you in the middle again. Thanks for sharing the middle with me. As always, I hope you've been able to see a little bit of yourself in the story we shared today. Don't forget to follow, share, rate, review, and follow me on social media at Lacey Shares. You can always check out the Joyful Support Movement at joyfulsupportmovement.com and see all of the amazing goodness we have there, like No Shame in the Home Game, Pops of Joy, courses, resources, and of course, the Joyful Support Village. All right. Now go out there and spread some joy.